Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. We thank you for your blood. We just praise you, Lord God. You are so good. You are so merciful and kind and loving and forgiving. We thank you for your forgiveness, Lord God, that we can extend that to others, Lord God, as you've commanded us to do. And we just thank you for this day. Lord, we pray for all those who um, are struggling with sickness. We pray for all those who are struggling with depression during this time, uh, during this season. Lord, we just pray right now in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would just um, pour out your spirit among your people bring a refreshing and bring a peace, uh, joy, Lord God. We just pray uh, for your goodness to just be poured out on your people. And Lord, for the lost, Lord, to see you during this time. Lord, for them to to run into you in a powerful way, Lord God, for, for us to be able to show you, Lord, to the world as we're supposed to. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, surprise, I'm not... Pastor Dean. It was a surprise for me also this morning at nine o'clock this morning, whenever I found out that I would be leading the service, but praise God, he knew. Um, Pastor Dean is not feeling well this morning, and uh, all you out there who are listening, if you would just keep Fire and Grace Church in your prayers, we have a very, we went from a packed crowd last Sunday to a very small crowd this Sunday, and Pretty much most of our church got hit with something um, after Sunday service last week. So just be praying for our health and our protection. Um, I, we appreciate that. We feel your prayers. We, we appreciate the love and support because um, Lord knows we have enough haters out there. So, And speaking of haters, I will do my usual. If you are watching this and you have an issue with me being up here behind the pulpit, please uh, go to denodal.org and listen to my husband's service uh, called Women in Ministry. It's a Fire and Grace School of Ministry class that he did. Do not email, do not text, do not message, uh, do not comment because you will be deleted and banned. We totally believe in free speech here. You have free speech on your page. You don't have it on ours. So um, for all of those also online, we have just been swamped with uh, comments and and, uh, messages and so many awesome testimonies from the debate and people just encouraging Pastor Dean and um, just wanting to interact And we're doing the best that we can to get to everybody. But just so you know, when we say we are a small church, we are a small church. Today we're much smaller. But but we are a small church. We have Pastor Dean, we have Pastor Nancy, and we have Kelsey. That's who's on our staff. So uh, Kelsey, our assistant, she handles the media, and she handles our school, and she also handles our Fire and Grace Uh, email. So she's the one trying to get to all those emails. As soon as she responds, she gets a ton of them back. So just be patient with us. We can't, we can't spend all of our time on social media. We can't spend all of our time responding. A lot of the questions that are being asked, if you would just go to denodal.org and look, um, sermons by topic. I, I probably, chances are, 
Dean's done a sermon on what you're asking. So if you would just go there and, and look. We love all y'all, and we are really, we thank you for your support. Um, and like I said, we're doing our best. I sound a little odd this morning because I actually was one of the sick ones this week. But praise God, no fever, no cough, no anything like that. So um, we're going to get into this. I have just a simple word that the Lord gave me. And we're going to start off in, uh, let's see, Matthew 6. Matthew 6, 9. And I was running so crazy this morning, I actually left my Bible sitting on the table. (laughs) I'm good. I've got it on my phone, but uh, normally I would have notes and a Bible and everything else up here. Excuse me. And I have to look up one thing real quick. And, all right, I'm going to switch real quick, go to Luke before we do this, Luke 23. Sorry, we're going to, we're going to do this and then we're going to go back to Matthew. This time of year, I mean, we're also getting a lot of haters online because there's such a a conflict about Christmas. Um, there's just such a, you know, and, and Pastor Dean's got a whole series, um, the mountain of God in the North. It's on our denodal.org. It's, it's, we made its own little button. Thank you, Kelsey. Um, so people can find it very easily and share it easily. Um, but there's a lot of issues about Christmas, but my, my thoughts on Christmas is I'm going to focus on Jesus. I'm going to focus on Jesus. I think Christians shouldn't be fighting back and forth about whether it's pagan or not. Um, If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But don't get online making us all look like psychos um, because you want to meme bomb every page that mentions the word Christmas um, and and put all these things about idol-worshipping trees, which is ridiculous because we don't do that. Um, But... The focus should be on Jesus. That's the whole purpose. And when I was thinking about that this morning, the whole purpose of the birth of Jesus, whether you believe it's December 25th or September 11th or whatever, if you want to calculate the 40 weeks, you can actually find that either way he could have been conceived, which is when life begins at one point and then born at another point, and it would still count. But Whatever it is, his birth was for a purpose, and that was forgiveness. And that's what the Lord is drawing me to share today is about forgiveness. Um, he, he gave it to us. That's what this time is about, is focusing on, you know what? He gave all so that he could make a way for us to be restored and to have fellowship and to be forgiven and um in turn, forgive others. And I think that's the part that we often leave off. 
were all about, God forgives me. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for your forgiveness. Oh, forgive me, Lord. But then there's more. We have, we have a responsibility to do more. Um, and this is our example. We go from the birth of Jesus, and today we're going to focus on the crucifixion of Jesus and what he said here in Luke 23, verse 33. Oh, Lord. It's a 33. Somebody's going to accuse me of being a Freemason. Just kidding. Uh, and, when, and when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, they were crucified. They, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and, on, and the other on the left, then said, Jesus, then said Jesus, for, Father, forgive them. So then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots, and the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. And then the soldiers mocked him um, and continued on. So this is our example. He's come to give us forgiveness um, and he starts right there, right in the middle of his persecution, his beating, his mocking. I mean, he had never done anything wrong. But his example to us is, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Um, we may say, well, they know what they're doing to me, so, I, but, but that's, it doesn't matter. You know, that's our example. So let's, now we can go to Matthew 6, 9 through 15. It says, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if ye forgive men, if, for if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. That's pretty serious. Um, it's not, it, it tells us right there it's not optional. Forgiveness is not optional. Um, forgiving other people is not optional. I think a lot of times we feel justified in holding on to bitterness. We feel justified because, you know, I don't, whether it be, you know, I've seen things on, even on Facebook, people talking about their parents abandoning them. You know, these are deep, deep hurts that people have. Um, abuse, molestation, um, satanic ritual abuse. I mean, there, there are so many things that, that people have hurts and unforgiveness for, but Jesus covered it all. And he covered forgiving you, so he also covered forgiving them, whether they realize it or, or not. Um, so our part is to let go of that. Our part is to say, Father, forgive them. Um, and we've been given clear instructions in how to pray. And this really should be something that we're addressing sometimes even daily. You know, Lord, is there anything in me? I mean, I've had... I've had um, times when I had to realize, oh, wow, I thought I had totally forgiven a person, but then something came up and I'm like, that, just that anger inside or that, that bitterness 
just raises up. And I realized, wait, there was still a root of bitterness in me that I needed to deal with. And I mean, thank God something happened, actually, because it brought it to my attention. Um, But we are, we are supposed to address this and forgive them of their trespasses so that we can be uh, forgiven. And I've said this before, but I think there's going to be a lot of Christians who show up thinking they're getting into heaven and they're going to be really surprised because the, the, they didn't have adultery, they didn't have witchcraft, they didn't have, you know, all these other ugly sins. They weren't fornicating or anything like that, but they went through life full of unforgiveness. And it's going to be a shocker for them. And it's going to be heartbreaking to, to live your life as a Christian and show up and your sins had not been forgiven because you weren't willing to let go of other people's junk that they did to you. Um, so Colossians, let's go to Colossians 3. And Colossians 3, 12. says, put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind. See, this is also what it takes to forgive someone because you have to let go and be humble. It's like, uh, you know, I have to I have to lower myself and be humble. Humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If many any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Above And above all things, uh, these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. I like, I like how it ends with, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Because if you're not forgiving other people, you won't have peace. Um, you, you really, you will live in torment. Um, and there's a scripture about being tor- turned over to the tormentors. Uh, you won't have the peace of God if you don't continually just release things that people do. And this is, you know, as Christians, we're heading into a time when we're really going to see real persecution, not just mean Facebook posts. You know, I mean, we think we've got it rough because, you know, people are so mean on Facebook and social media Um, or, you know, I mean, even what happened a couple of weeks with the debate. uh, That's nothing. That's nothing. And, you know, I love how my, you know, everybody has an opinion about my husband. I have opinions about my husband, but I love him. (laughs) I like him, too. Um. But one of the things that I, he, I've really learned from him is his, <laughs> it seems funny because he's so strong personality, but his patience with people. And even Pastor Locke, uh, you know, at times when I'm ready to just, and just rant and, and go off because it's wrong or this is wrong or whatever. And he just sits back and he's just like, lets it roll off. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of how we have to, to be. We have to have our focus on what Jesus did for us. And when you have your focus on Jesus, 
then you don't have as much focus on what other people are doing to you. Um, you know, I, I, we have a dear sister who who was watching all of the the things that were going online, and it was just getting her so frustrated, and it was just causing bitterness and offense. And finally, I was just like, why are you even looking? You know, I got to the point on social media at, at you know, this is also why some things are not getting answered, because I just step back away from it. Um, don't give them space in your head. Don't give them that time, you know. Don't give them that focus. You, if you do that also, you won't have as much to forgive. Uh, and that's why sometimes I've blocked people, not because I hate them, but because I don't want them to cause me to sin, you know. And so you have to protect your mind and your spirit and everything in that way as well um, by not, not having as many reasons to have to forgive. You know, social media is not real life. Did anybody know that? You would think. <laughs> yeah, you know that? Good. You would think it is. You would think that that is life in itself, the way some people act on it. But it's not. It's not. And you do... You would do well to, especially, I think in this next couple of weeks, the Lord really wants us to clean it up, clean ourselves up. We're starting into a new season. We're starting into a new year, um, unless you believe in weird calendars that I don't understand. But we're starting into a new year, and like on New Year's Eve, we're here we do communion. You know, that's how we started off. And I think the Lord really wants, you know, those listening, those here, our church body, to really focus on this. Because as much as we've heard about holiness and not sinning and all of those things, I still think that a lot of us have an issue in this area. Um, let's go to an example here uh, in Genesis, Genesis 50. Like I said, a lot of us think that we, but we're justified, you know. My, my, you know, if your father uh, beat you, abused you, if your mother abandoned you, if, you know, your siblings treated you poorly. So here we have, and I'm just going to read verse 15. This is Joseph. Boy, did he have a reason to be bitter. Um says, and when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requit us all the evil which we did unto him. So normally, you know, that would that would be a, a true view. I mean, Joseph should have been coming at them for all of the pain and suffering. I mean, we're talking years years of junk and he was just wearing a coat you know he just happened to be his father's you know favorite um and he gets thrown in the pit sold um as a slave i mean you, you can't really can you show anything worse than that <laughs> that's pretty rough your own family doing that 
Um, but how did Joseph actually respond? In verse 19, it says, And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for, I, for am I in the place of God? Let that sink in. He said, Am I in the place of God? And that's what I asked this morning. Are you sitting in the place of God as a judge? Are you sitting holding unforgiveness? Um, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Now therefore fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. So Joseph had every reason to hold a grudge against his brothers. He had suffered. He had been mistreated. He, w- he was in the right, and they were in the wrong. But he knew that it was only God's place to execute judgment. So he used, you know, I, like I said, I've seen some things on Facebook that just break my heart because family situations that get hashed out on fa- Facebook, um, and it just breaks your heart. But, see, this was a horrible family situation, but God used it for good. And he used it for Joseph to be an example of God's love, God's mercy, God's forgiveness, which is what we're supposed to walk in and be. Um, Joseph was a godly man who forgave and looked forward instead of backward. And that's the key. Kind of like not focusing on all the ugly stuff on Facebook. You look forward. You just continue looking at Jesus. You don't get sidetracked with this. That's what the enemy wants. He wants you distracted. He wants you um, bitter. He wants you frustrated. He wants your peace to go out the door. Um, Not only did Joseph forgive, but he also blessed those who had mistreated him. That's the tough one. That's the tough one. And I, I, I think I've said this before. You know, I went through a divorce, and it was a biblical divorce because there was multiple cheats, not on my part. But, you know, there was a lot for me to have to forgive. And so I got to a point where I'm like, okay, okay I, I forgive. Okay, I forgive, but I don't know how to bless or pray for them. I just don't. I don't know how to do that because... It's just not in me. You know, that's not a natural human thing is to go, okay, they really, really messed up my life and my family, my children, but I'm going to bless them and pray for them. So I just started praying to God, and this is what you got to do. It's got to be supernatural. It can't come from you. It has to be supernatural, something that the Lord and the Holy Spirit does in you. I just started praying, help me to love, love him and help me to pray for him. Um, help me to bless them because I don't know, I don't, I don't think I'm doing that sincerely and I don't want to be, you know, shallow and just be saying things. And one day it, the Holy Spirit hit me like just a ton of bricks and just started this love and um, mercy. And I started kind of seeing what had happened in his life that had caused him to go down bad roads and make bad decisions and it started breaking my heart for him. And I was able to actually start praying for him and having mercy on him and feeling a little bit about, you know, what the Lord would feel for him. 
so that's what you you have to do. You have, a, ha- have to have a supernatural experience, especially when it's so harsh or deep, like abuse or um, divorce or any kind of mistreatment. Um, but that's what Joseph did. He forgave and he blessed them. Um, Matthew 5.44, it says, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good unto them that hate you. That's, that is supernatural right there. <laughs> Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. So love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Um, and that includes, you know, I would say this to all of those who've been hurt by what happened in uh, the church in Tennessee. You know, there's a lot of people who walked away from that church that have contacted us. And it's understandable if the Lord's led you or your family away from that church and you feel called to go to a different church or or whatever it is, that's understandable. Um, And that's between you and the Lord. But the thing you have to make sure you're doing is forgive. You know, forgive the the pastors of the church. For and this is any church. You know, when there's a riff or an issue or a division, forgive that that staff. Forgive the pastors. Forgive the congregation. Whoever it is that really got you, or else you're setting yourself up in the next church for a fall. If you don't go to another church or you don't leave another church in bitterness or offense and expect to get something good down the road. You have, to, you have to forgive and you have to let those things go. Um, next, let's go. Of course, Galatians 5. Hang on. There's one place I wanted to go first, but I didn't put the reference. Now put your finger where you just turned and go to Acts 7. And you know, these are things we've, if you've been in the church, you've heard this. You've heard about forgiveness. You've heard these examples. But once again, I feel like the Lord is just really um, impressing on me that we need to search our hearts during this season. You know, time is getting shorter and shorter, and things are heating up, and uh, we need to be pure. We need to be refined. We need to get the all of the dross out and, and be pure, um, as pure as we can through Jesus so, Acts seven fifty four. Stephen. All right. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. Talk about some wicked people. That's freaky deaky. <laughs> 
But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Isn't that cool how he could look up and see the heavens open? Because that's where they are, is up. Um. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their cloth clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord Lay not the sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. He knew that was, that was the example of Jesus. In the midst of being killed, in the midst of being persecuted, in the midst of being stoned, he was able to, to cry out to the Father, Lord, don't, don't let this be held against them. You know? Um, and that's, that's our examples. That's our examples is um, it, it really, it doesn't matter what. Now, I'm not saying stay around and be abused at all. You were not to do that. You're not to be, you know, in a situation of abuse and stay in that. But once you get out of it, once you are a, a, a grown up and you leave your, an abusive parent's home or whatever, it is on you to go, Father, forgive them. You know, I forgive them, and Lord, I ask, you know, it's not not just enough to say, I forgive them, but to say, Lord, please forgive them. Because, see, what they're going to reap with the sowing and reaping is bad without mercy. And so you have to show mercy, and you, 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 should, be, you should be praying for these people. Um, I gave the example of, of, you know, my ex and what happened with that and how the Lord, you know, it said, it said with Stephen that he was full of the Holy Ghost. That's the key to this whole thing. Like I said, it took supernatural for me to be able to, to have mercy and love and, and pray for someone who had hurt me and, you know, messed up our family. Um, it took being full of the Holy Ghost for Stephen to be able to say, you know, lay not this sin to their charge. Um, it, it takes being focused on, on Jesus. And I'll, I'll tell you one more little really cool thing that happened, totally unexpected thing that happened during the debate. I mean, out of left field for sure. And I'm sorry I'm having to drink so much, but recovering. Um. I'm sitting at the debate on the front row, a little uptight because it was a bit of a tense situation. And this man comes up to me, and I didn't recognize him. And he, he says his name, and I'm sure that when he said his name, my jaw probably dropped down, probably to my knees. I mean, because it was such a shock to hear his name. Um, he was a man who was horrible to Dean and I. I mean, he made videos back in, I think it was around 2018 maybe. Um, I mean, even one that, 
if I remember correctly, it was something about like shooting Dean. I mean, it was, he was, he was into Torah observance, I think at that time. And he was angry at some of the things Dean was saying. And I mean, he made really nasty videos about me as Dean's wife. And I mean, it was to the point where I would block him on Facebook and another one of his profiles would pop up. I'd block it. I'd get another one. I'd block. I mean, I can't tell you how many of his profiles I blocked. So when he said his name, I kind of was like, (laughs) you know, oh my. And that man came and he said, he was so sincere. He was like, I want to ask your forgiveness for all of that. And I was just like, he said, you know, the Lord got a hold, Jesus got a hold of him. He realized that he had been so focused on all that stuff and all the disagreements and all that stuff that he had missed Jesus in the whole thing. And so he's sitting there just telling me this, and, and we're about to start this debate and everything, and, and all of a sudden, I mean, just tears start just flowing down my eyes because I'm like, our God is amazing. And all it took was for him to get his eyes off of all the junk and disagreements and um, all the fights and battles going back and forth and to get focused on Jesus Christ, his love, his truth, and what he wanted for his life. And the man turned into a totally different person. I mean, he and his wife were so kind. They came to our Sunday service afterwards, and we were able to fellowship. And uh, he said something about, um, me not seeing him on something he posted on uh, Facebook. And I said, yeah, because I think I blocked every profile you made. And he said, nope, I made another one. <laughs> so, you know, that forgiveness, it was beautiful. And now, you know, because he has been able to move on, but he he wasn't good with just saying, oh, God, forgive me. He came and was seeking our forgiveness, mine and Dean's. He, he had gone to Dean before he came to me. Um, and so that's what I want to encourage over the next couple of weeks as we head into the next year, uh, 2024, and as Fire and Grace Church, we're going to be doing communion on um, New Year's Eve together as a church. Just start, start searching your heart. Um, we were at a conference in... South Carolina, and the uh, young lady that was with us was, we were, it was a deliverance conference, but we were kind of just there observing. We weren't planning, you know, we do deliverance ministry here, but we weren't planning on really, you know, getting involved or doing anything major, but the, the topic of forgiveness came up, and when this lady that was with us and her husband started, she started praying and asking forgiveness, um, forgiving, she was forgiving people in her family, people in her past that had really, really done her wrong. Um, she actually started manifesting demons. Uh, so that's another thing that you have to realize is this is a huge open door in your life of, you know, and go to our page. We've got a little tab that's about deliverance. Listen to our messages, do the questionnaire, and, and look at this, because you have strongholds in your life, demonic strongholds, if you've had bitterness, offense, and unforgiveness 
in your life for a while. Um, it opens the door uh, for, for demons. And this young lady, praise God, we started praying over these areas. And I mean, she was screaming. It was strong. She was screaming out, doubled over. It, it was a major deliverance for her. And it was all about her forgiving people. So if you've got this going on, uh, you know, you can do self-deliverance. You can get someone to help you, whatever. But it's, it's something that needs to be taken care of because it will cause bigger problems in the, in the end. You know, it's there to cause division in churches. It's there to cause division in, in marriages. And unforgiveness causes divorce. That's, that's all it boils down to. You cannot hold unforgiveness against your spouse and have a healthy marriage. You know, that's one thing that Dean and I are very strong about is if we have a fight and we, boy, we are both very strong people. If we have a fight and we do because we're human, um, sometimes the flesh gets in there. We forgive quickly and it's gone. It doesn't come up later. It's gone. So that's another area. Uh, children, children, forgive your parents. Spouses, forgive each other. And when you forgive, that means it's gone. That means it's truly gone. It doesn't come up in the next fight. Um, you don't, don't keep a little list. Uh, and that goes for just your people that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis, whether it's work, whether it's whatever. Um, lower your pride, humble yourself, ask forgiveness, go to people, just start cleaning up your relationships. And um, I think that's, that's the word the Lord gave me for this morning at 9 o'clock. And <laughs> I feel like Pastor Dean coming in here. <laughs> that's it. We're one flesh. But anyway, so we're going to close out with prayer. Um, and we can do a, a song if you want to. Kelsey can pick it. Uh, we're going to close out with prayer. And uh, like I said, well, we appreciate all the prayers and support and love. And if you left a church recently, make sure that you forgive. Make sure that you move on clean um, and, and don't carry baggage with you. So, Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your blood, your forgiveness. We just thank you that you made a way where there was no way, Lord, that we could do it on our own. We thank you that, Lord, we couldn't keep the laws. We couldn't, we couldn't do all those things. So you sent your son Jesus, Lord, to, to make a way. And we just thank you for that, Lord. We pray a blessing on all those listening uh, we, and all those that are here and Lord, I just ask your kingdom come, your will be done in Jesus name, Lord, that this week you will just Holy Spirit prick our hearts, Lord, and the things that we need to, to get out of us, to purify, to um, admit and quit, Lord, whether it be sins, whether it be the sin of unforgiveness, Lord, just I pray over the next couple of weeks, Lord, that there will be a, a refining happening in the body of Christ. And we just thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen.